This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Season four, Tough as Nails. Here we are, ready to go to talk about the two-hour premiere of Tough as Nails with the most savage crew there is talking about Tough as Nails. Back with us, of course, great friend of the host of the show. Here she is, Jessica Lee. Jess, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing great, Rob. Very excited to get into everything that happened. I'm ready to get my hands dirty. Get your hands dirty. Uh, you and I had the chance to talk to Phil the other day to get ready Did for we ever. season four. Uh, always a fun conversation with Phil. Of course, uh, here re- wearing his flannel, ready to go to work, cutting down some of these uh, trees in the forest. It's give it up for Mr. Mike Loom. Yeah, but I feel like I'm heating and beaten at this point, considering how it's uh, not breathable material. I, I love Wolf from America's theme song. It has aged yeah. like a mooring, uh, considering the lyric, the only new show that's on TV at the point the show started. It was. We are four seasons in now in January 2022, where maybe there is too much new stuff to talk mm-hmm. about. Comparison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here we are. Two and a half years after the premiere of Tough as Nails back in the summer of 2020. Yeah, I mean, Tough as Nails has been uh, the the first season got filmed right under the wire pre-COVID. And then uh, seasons two, three and four have been airing at various points uh, during uh, the pandemic. Season one drops July 2020. And 
here we are sandwiched in the middle of tough as nails has been a lot of the amazing race as well uh, that we were telling Phil the other day, like, boy, Philly, really carrying this CBS network on your back. Week There's after week. There's a reason we have Phil on our CBS Mount Rushmore twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put him on Paramount Mountain already. OK, uh, because the guy has done like uh, eight shows since uh, the pandemic on CBS. Again, the, and, the man and is pickleball. Yeah, he's a pickleball winner as well. He's talking the talk and he's walking the walk, mm-hmm. right? He's not just going to watch people show how hard they work. He's going to show and teach and impart upon those to inspire them to work just as hard as him. I think this is the first time that like they were cheering for Phil when they saw him. That's a fun thing, right? As opposed to like the first season where, with no offense to Phil, I don't know how much the contestants knew the name or face of Phil Kogan. Now he actually gets the Jeff Probst-like recognition when he enters the show. For sure. Well, to be fair, they didn't call him by name. They weren't like, oh, my God, that's Phil. They were like, there he is. There's the guy. Yeah, that's there's, the host. There's the guy. Maybe mm-hmm. one of them thought by accident that the expert uh, was the host of the show. There's, let's get those two bearded biker guys from the construction <laughs> side. They're the host of Tough as Nails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Richard and Roman. Yeah. The most badass yeah. people I've ever seen. Put them life. on the amazing race, you cowards. OK. <laughs> Uh, but all seriousness, do you think that Tough as Nails has reached a level of popularity where Phil can go on to like construction job sites and basically gets like uh, people like catcalling him like, yes, Tough as Nails. Oh, well, that'd be the, uh, I guess, least offensive form of catcalling at a construction mm-hmm. site I've ever heard. Yeah, I wonder if they like uh, Pop Phil. your eyebrow. Show well, us that brow. Tough as Nails <laughs> has done so much for really like celebrating uh, the, what keeps America running, Jess, that I wonder like uh, if it is like really popular amongst people like that have like a, a lot of these blue collar jobs. You know, Rob, I got to be honest, I've not done a lot of straw polling mm-hmm. among the toughest nails super fan group. Um, I guess like they're not super keyed into social media, I yeah. would guess. There's probably something in it in those like missing lyrics to the theme song about like, you know, they don't need to go to college. They don't need to be on Facebook. They don't need the, to. The TV show theme song. Yeah, the one, the yeah. TV show. Yeah, you remember that the Phil controversial. The yes, yes the, I, I think there's probably something in there like I don't need a TikTok mm-hmm. because I keep America running. So mm-hmm. when we just have like the stationary shots of them at their job and they're like tossing their phone in the garbage. <laughs> yeah. Clock in to the phone phone out. Yeah, they, you see them putting their phone in a locker while they go to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, Tough as Nails season four, it's back. It has been a little bit of a long layoff for furlough for Tough as Nails <laughs> as uh, the last season of Tough as Nails aired in the fall of 2021. We went 0 for 22 in uh, 22 for Tough as Nails. But here it is to kick off. 2023 hopefully we have some new listeners i think you know we were uh all of us have been like talking about on social media people should be giving tough as nails a try here in uh this time in between the survivor seasons uh which is like a big part of the rhap audience the survivor fans so hope some people some new listeners are here to talk about tough as nails uh just uh what separates tough as nails for you from the standard reality fair Um, Well, Rob, I think we have to give credit where credit is due. The only reason we watched Tough as Nails in the first place was because it was the only thing on. Mm -hmm. And right now it continues to be the only thing on. Mm -hmm. So 
I, I treasure it for, for being on at a time when nothing else is on. Um, mm-hmm. But I think they, sh- nails, they show up when, when they're needed. Yes. They, they keep they go CBS to work. running. Mm-hmm. They keep yes. CBS running. So I, I think actually the main thing that separates Tough as Nails and the thing that has kept us here covering it low these four seasons is the fact that it's just a more supportive and nurturing and encouraging environment than your typical reality TV fair, uh, where they're not at each other's throats competing for a large cash prize. I mean, there is a large cash prize, but everybody stays on the show and the teams compete to the bitter end. And you see people finishing, they'll finish their challenge and then they'll go back and help other people finish their challenges. Mm -hmm. You see like they almost never, when, when it's apparent they haven't won the challenge, they will, usually continue to finish the job yeah and there's a lot to be said for that i think there's a lot of genuine moments of connection among Mm -hmm. really diverse people camaraderie for sure camaraderie yeah Yeah. and i would say also it's educational especially like those of us who um kind of put on headphones and talk into a computer for a living Mm -hmm. uh, may not be aware of some of these jobs out there what they entail or the fact that you know someone has to do them Mm-hmm. And I oh, think yeah. it's really interesting to learn about all these types of things that people do out in the world. Yeah, Mike, I thought just uh, brought up an interesting point about how the contestants will often, you know, uh, either, you know, help each other or, you know, sometimes like sacrifice uh, their own personal gain, help other people on the show. And that's very commonplace on Tough as Nails. There was a moment in Survivor 43 when Noel like needed mm. help to get out of the ropes. And then uh, like there people helped her and uh, Jeff was like, Oh wow. Oh my God. You're, you, you're, you're, hel- you're helping her. Like that's, 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 that's amazing. Uh, like this is like happens like uh, in all the time on Tough as Nails. Like it, it is not something that's out of the ordinary. Well, I don't think it's coincidental that a lot of these blue collar jobs are oftentimes union jobs or have that sort of brotherhood fraternal aspect behind them right of like we're all gonna go in we're gonna all do the job together no not to say that that's gonna remove any sense of competition that's where the individual perspective comes from where you have someone like beth talk about in this uh opening episode right this idea of like yeah that's all great love my team but once the individual competition comes in like that's when i put my head down and i push through but what makes the show unique is definitely the team aspect that even outside of like hey i'll go back and help you i'll coach you through There is literally a challenge that exists in every episode where even if you are eliminated, you're still sticking around because you still have money you could possibly earn as part of this team competition. And we saw, especially in season one, how oftentimes the most drama could be found with this team competition of almost like a a sports movie of these unlikely people being brought together and trying to figure out who's going to be the leader, who's going to fall in line, etc. Yeah. I mean, this show is just so incredibly earnest. And I say down to earth in its personalities as well. Not to say that it's like, you know, completely run of the mill, like p- painting drywall, which might be a challenge on tough as nails in terms of like personalities. But I do think in a day and age where perhaps our reality TV personalities, like the level of extra you need to be has been raised from the level it was at 20 years ago. You have to meet a certain energy level just because there's so much reality TV out there. Phil and the team have made such an effort to bring in people 
from everyday walks of life that a lot of these talking heads feel more natural. Like Jess said, there are a lot of like very naturally developing conversations and dynamics between characters. And that's what has really caught with me for four seasons, especially first season, like we talked about with Survivor Borneo, I could understand why it's a bit more natural. I, but you never know like how quote unquote well-polished and TV ready will tough as nails go as the seasons develop. But I think the heart of the show has still remained, right? Which is to like, work together, but also highlight some people that are responsible for things that we take for granted. I always feel like the laziest POS whenever I watch Tough as Nails, uh, not only to find out all these things that, again, I didn't realize had so many people behind it, but also just to see like how much A, these people work so hard, oftentimes for very minimal you know, monetary value, but also B, how much they love it. It's really cool to watch these people come in and be like, I love being a carpenter. I love being a foreman. It's my favorite thing to do. And that passion really exudes itself no matter what the task may be. Yeah, I think at its heart, Tough as Nails is a show about craftsmanship uh, and how that there are so many professionals who uh, really take a lot of pride in the work that they do. And, and I think that then it's also like that that is at the heart of the show. But that's also like the attitude uh, that, you know, Phil brings into the show of like a love of his craft of producing these stories and then you can sort of see that craftsmanship also in the show so it's a show that i said this on twitter today that uh it's a show that you know at the end of the hour you feel better than when you started it's not the kind of thing the kind of reality show where you have to take a shower after even though most of the contestants probably do need to at the end of the show yeah and i think there is so there are so many ways that this could have this concept could have gone wrong. Mm. I I think the the fact that we lean so heavily into the positive aspects mm -hmm. of what these people do rather than like the sort of Protestant work ethic martyrdom of I work harder than you. So I'm like morally better is a direction they could have gone with it. And instead, it's like, no, I I legitimately enjoy showing up to my job. This is a job that somebody out there is watching the show. They could do this. Uh, you could pursue this as a career and maybe you haven't thought about it. And I think, I think that is really interesting to mm. consider as well. Yeah. It's like I, somebody out there, you know, the people actually have fun hanging drywall. You get to walk on the little stilts and, yep. and push up That's on the Danny. drywall and yeah. Or, um, you know, electrician or even um going back to season one uh roofer lee like mm -hmm. who wouldn't want to be roofer lee who wouldn't mm -hmm. want to work with that guy mm -hmm. um and it's also very pro-union which i appreciate also, uh, the other interesting wrinkle about Tough as Nails is while there is an elimination at the end of the game uh, that contestants uh, do not go home. They continue to participate in the team part of the competition. And so it set up like a very interesting uh, like finish to the episode, uh, the two hour episode. Uh, and, uh, that, you know, spoiler alert, uh, Sinethia ends up being the person to be eliminated from the competition. She's like, am I supposed to be sad? Like, I'm still on the show. Yeah, that's the thing. And it'll get more interesting as the season goes along as well as, as more people get eliminated. I think what we'll see 
next episode is Cynthia's on Savage Crew. Is that right? Or Dirty? I think she's, she's on. She's Savage Crew, I think. She's Savage Crew. Maybe it's just that she's wearing the orange shirt that I get confused. Uh, but mm-hmm. there, there, there's going to be a rally around the flag effect happening next episode, right? Where Savage Crew is going to be like, we have to win this because this is the only way Cynthia can make money. Now, what's also interesting is this new wrinkle that we've added about more cash bonuses for doing well in individual challenges, uh, which was not the case before. But for these eliminated contestants, they still have skin in the game. Not to say that if they hadn't, they wouldn't be like throwing competitions by any means. Again, these are not the types of people to do that necessarily, especially how it reflects on them as a person. Uh, but I think it, it, it's an interesting tampering with the psychology, right? Where like, if a team loses, it is extra pressure now on that person who's been eliminated because that was their loan opportunity to keep earning money. And mm-hmm. you see that compound sometimes. And so it's almost like uh, another parallel narrative is happening. And it puts even more stakes on these team competitions, which arguably, in my opinion, may be like the, the climax of the entire episode, even though it's in the first half of it. And we've also seen teams um, occasionally decide to like they win a team challenge, they get the cash bonus, and then they decide collectively to give it all to one person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is testament to again the camaraderie and i really love the opportunity also if you know on other shows if somebody gets kicked off the show we never see them again it's like they don't matter and certain other shows um maybe i'm not going to name names but uh especially in the latter seasons there are a lot of people it's like was this person even on the show 10 minutes after they're off the show you forget them instantly and tough as nails you have a lot more opportunity to get to know everybody on the cast and you can, you don't have to load their personal story bump into episode one because they mm-hmm. get eliminated episode one and you're never going to see them again. Mm-hmm. You can find out more about them later on because they're still yeah. around. I mean, honestly, sometimes the biggest characters on the show are people that uh, were eliminated early. See Rufer Lee, who I think was like the third person out yeah. back in the first season. Yeah, and they they got us with that too because he was by far the biggest character. He goes into this showdown at the end of the episode and you think, oh, well, he's definitely going to win because he's the main character of the show mm-hmm. and he doesn't. And, and Phil can't stop talking about him. Yeah, Phil yeah. still can't stop talking about him. Yeah. What, what's also interesting is when we go back to diversity, a really older group in general, which is unorthodox for reality television, specifically American reality television. And that's not to say that they shy away from bringing on younger people and certainly have storylines around that. Uh, for example, we'll talk about Laren, who's 22 years old. Uh, you know, we're looking at someone like Renee or Ellery uh, or Steven Sergio that's like t- twice as old as him. Uh, but it's a show that, like you said, Rob, is all about craftsmanship. And so it incentivizes bringing on people who are masters of their craft and have years and years of experience the person who won last season the self-proclaimed jill of all trades leah is a 54 year old woman who just has learned to do a little bit of everything from her time on this planet and so i think that's a really cool thing that again is not typical to the reality tv casting experience that we're used to this episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com it's easy to find your new vibe Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. 
Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'd love to talk about the cast of Tough as Nails uh, season four. Of course, uh, the great Mike Bloom over at Parade.com has a article up where you can see their photos. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, bring them in. I thought we could talk through everybody uh, and get our first impressions and uh, you know how they did ultimately in episode number one. And uh, here is Allie. Alibaba, which is great because it's so close to Alibaba, and hopefully she'll make her wishes come true and walk away two hundred thousand dollars richer with a truck. Mm-hmm. Boy, and Ali, uh, I thought at times uh, really stole the show. Uh, that had such a big heart. Uh, that in the draft when uh, Ali uh, like an- announces uh, to Sergio about how I'm gonna I'm gonna help you. I know you lost your brother. You should pick me. I, I mean, uh, an amazing moment from Allie. Yeah, she's definitely she's listening and connecting with with her castmates, I think, very early. And I think that bodes well for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's someone who one of the reasons why I think she was so emotional uh, reaching out to Sergio is that she is very family oriented. We had that very fun uh, shot of her at home, right, where she like still has a pacifier in her mouth and is operating a bulldozer, which I do not think you should try at home. Mm -hmm. Uh, But she is someone who also recently experienced loss. And I think she sort of maps that onto her own feelings as to why she's doing it. She's one of these great examples of like I just spoke about the sort of the youthful side of Tough as Nails contestants of the people who were there with something to prove. She's only 25 years old, which, again, is a drop in the bucket compared to a good portion of the cast, definitely on the younger side. But she says in the first episode, her motto is, why not me? And I think she brings that exuberant energy uh, and this idea of, listen, I don't care if I'm 25, if I'm 52, or if I'm 250. I'm going to try doing it, and hopefully I'll succeed from that. Okay. Uh, next up, uh, in alphabetical order, uh, why don't we talk a little bit about Beth, a shipboard electrician? Well, right out of the gate, Beth was a kind of a challenge beast and among challenge beasts, but she did an incredible job on that first individual challenge, like just about, just about podiumed in it. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can tell like she's She's got a, a lot of competitive drive. I think she's going to be very good at a lot of the challenges. She's definitely an asset to her team, but also an individual competitor. Yep. Um, she ended up being the uh, number one draft pick for Sergio. I mean, she ends up coming in third in that first challenge. She's just behind Mr. Uh, and then uh, Sergio 
picks Beth to uh, be part of Dirty Hands uh, here in this first episode. Yeah, I think it makes sense. Uh, She's someone who, even before she was a shipboard electrician, had spent uh, a good amount of time in the Navy, which we find out in the second episode. And that's something that Ellery is going to talk about for a bit as well, right? Like getting that sense of, of discipline and that sense of teamwork and camaraderie in you. Pile that on to the fact that she was near seconds from being the other person to pick the team. I would make her the number one pick. And yeah, in the first individual challenge, she finished third. I think in the uh, the brick lane challenge, she placed fifth, which is pretty high up there. So, I mean, it's, it's tough to peg who's going to do well. But I do think that Beth is someone that we could pencil in to make it towards the end game of just seeming to be competent at a lot of things, has good physical strength, and then also I think has the discipline and focus and calmness of mind to be able to push through even the most stressful situations. Okay. Um, we have Ellery here, who is a firefighter, uh, and then he is a former armed service uh, member as well. I think he's somebody who uh, his story was well served here by having a two hour episode because uh, he kind of is the reason why Dirty Hands comes up short in uh, the first team challenge out on Catalina Island. And then he is uh, the team leader for uh, the second team challenge in the second hour uh, and ultimately then uh, brings Dirty Hands to its first victory. Yeah, this is a a really common tough as nails trope where you see someone feel responsible for a loss and then immediately request redemption in the form of like, put me in charge. Let me make it up to you. Mm -hmm. And I think I think he definitely showed a lot of his strengths in that second team challenge. And I also, I think in the early episodes, you see people like figuring out what is expected of them in this competition and kind of learning how to work together as a team. And I think we saw that happening in real time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Ellery also, I think, brings a story that is more common uh, on Tough as Nails again than perhaps other American reality shows, which is the immigrant story. Uh, We often see contestants on Tough as Nails, right? Be first generation, second generation immigrants. Ellery himself, is an immigrant. He was born on the island of Nevis, which is uh, located in the Caribbean, came over when he was 16. Not Nevis Island. Exactly. Or Kelly uh, and spent uh, 30 years in the military, which is wild because, again, you look at you see firefighter. OK, this is our requisite firefighter. We sort of know what we're going to get. But no, I think he comes you in need much a firefighter. More than, yeah, you need, that's the one box you got to check. Uh, but he definitely is I think more of the militaristic guy than the firefighter in terms of just spending three decades in the military, you learn a good amount. Mm-hmm. And yeah, to, to that point, I'm glad that he sort of had not uh, a fall and a rise, but sort of like his lowest moment and then maybe his highest low, but then also another low moment because he ends the episode almost getting el- for Ellery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause he almost gets, gets eliminated at the end of the episode. He's going to the OT. Yeah. So, Okay. Uh, all right, uh, let's talk about another contestant here uh, this season. And here is uh, Alima. I got, we got to have a firefighter, got to have a Hawaiian. Uh, Survivor yes. Sports 43 is like, we finally got Hawaiians on our show. And Phil's like, yeah, we did that season two. Don't mm-hmm. worry about it. Yeah, bringing uh, the, uh, ho- the Hawaiian uh, spirit to Savage Crew for the first time. Yeah, I thought she was a she was a standout character this episode mm-hmm. for a few reasons, but I thought that she seems like she seems like she's going to be fun. Yeah. 
Uh, that number two gold chain is giving me maybe um, I'm a little wary because it's it's giving me Derek Jeter vibes. Uh, is she a Yankee fan? I, mean, I, just, I don't know. I don't know what the like if you're Hawaiian, do you go? Are you like a Dodgers fan? Do you just go for the closest proximity geographically? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. There's has not she is not. I mean, it is a very big number, too. I don't know if it's uh, necessarily like if that's uh, symbolic of something, you know, I, 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 I suspect it might be uh, more. She does, so than, she does have two kids, so maybe it represents that. I'm not mm -hmm. entirely sure. Uh, she would like a second room. That mm -hmm. was her idea. Uh, we find out more about her in the second episode. Yeah. She has a really interesting story, and I don't think we've had this before from a tough as nails contestant, because like you said, Rob, most of these seasons, one was filmed obviously right before the pandemic. A couple were filmed sort of like in the midst of it. Alima was working in hospitality before the pandemic and lost her job and said, okay, I guess I'm going to be a construction worker mm -hmm. now. And that's just a really unique story. And another, again, interesting facet of uh, Tough as Nails is not to say this is missing from other reality shows, but I do feel like the concept of money is so central to this show because while these people love their jobs, they are not making the Bafo bucks mm -hmm. from it. And so again, there's a lot of importance in these money, teams. baby. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Jesse was, was one of those rare survivor contestants. I feel like from a modern perspective that brought up the importance of that money. Uh, and I think even something like winning $2,000 in an episode is a big deal to these people. And so we see from Alima who, currently lives in a be like a bedroom in her mom's house with her two children. And you see, despite the passion that they have, the struggles they go through and why every cent they make on this show is incredibly important. Yep. Um, and she's also, uh, speaking of number two, the number two draft pick overall uh, as she becomes a part of the Savage crew. Hope uh, the number two pick goes better for Mr. than it did for the Jets with Zach Wilson. <laughs> Okay. All right. Then. Oh, and uh, White Lotus was filmed in Hawaii, much like Mike White. Yes. Yes. And I'm not a we, fan of that. Yeah, we don't want to talk about him either. Okay. Hey, we can talk about him here because he was an amazing race alum. Yes. Before he was yeah, that's the alum. only Mike White that I care about uh, yeah. these days. Okay. Um, let's let's talk about uh, another person that had a bit of an up and down and up episode here in uh, the premiere. Here comes Jake Cope, uh, who is a pipeline worker. Yeah, so we got to talk about Jake here because Phil, uh, and I will say as part of this article, I also got the chance to talk with Phil and he he and I like to do these sort of cast assessments where uh, he talks about each person. Jake plays the largest role in Tough as Nails history out of any contestant that has ever appeared on the show. Yes. So Jake was originally in the, for lack of a better term, pipeline for the show as far back as like five years ago when uh, they were in the yes. planning process. Mm -hmm. uh, and so Jake has uh, when he was talking with Phil, he had this helmet that had a bunch of stickers on it. And Phil sort of asked, hey, what are those things? What are those represent? He said, well, each sticker represents a pipe that I've worked on. They're my badges of honor. And even though Jake uh, did not make it onto the show, I think there was something first. There was uh, something with his job. And then he ends up getting injured, as he talked about in the premiere that uh, had him off his feet for a little bit. Phil took that conversation and ran with it and that's how the entire concept of the much maligned size badge of honor have mm -hmm. made their way onto top as nails since the very beginning yeah wow okay um so jake he uh has a legacy coming in 
Uh, Jake works in the pipeline. They say when you work in the pipeline, don't make any plans. Uh, Jess, that's like working in podcasting too, right? If you have any plans, cancel them. <laughs> You're podcasting. Well, but if you're a podcaster, you probably didn't have any plans to begin oh. with. Oh, so. <laughs> you're probably okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like all these stickers are from all the the shows I cover. Those mm-hmm. are my badges of honor. Well, yeah. that was what I did in season one. I made all those pandemic badges of honor mm-hmm. of like finishing jigsaw puzzles and doing a podcast and baking bread. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jake, he ends up being uh, the last pick in the draft, but uh, he's going to have some redemption uh, here along the way. Yeah, Jake is a really interesting character in that if we track his journey, like, OK, first challenge, he's one of the rare people that doesn't lean uh, that that leans the motor up to not flood it. But then he immediately breaks his <laughs> propeller. Right. But then he MacGyvers uh, a paddle out of a stick just to paddle his way out there and does it effectively. And then he loses his chain on the bottom of the ocean. And that I think represents what we've seen of Jake so far, which is like whenever something good happens, something bad happens at the same time. Savage crew wins, but Jake is sort of, you know, battling with his team about the fact that he wants to do everything himself. Uh, you know, Jake is one of these people to speak up about the lack of leadership during the, the other tasks, but he ends up, he ends up winning the individual challenges. So, He's one of these really interesting characters where he's not going to be like the consummate person to that is automatically going to do well and win every challenge like we might have seen with Danny in the very first episode. He's got a lot of of unluckier qualities to him that I think for someone that on paper would be a front runner will make things at least exciting, hopefully for the season. Well, I think that's testament to what Tough as Nails is, too, because you can go in there and you can be a person who completely who completely screws the pooch on one challenge and then comes back and dominates another one. It's like, a war of not, attrition. Yeah. There's not going to be like two people in the entire season that we look at and say, well, it's going to be one of those two winning. I mean, Murph and Danny aside, yes. um, you can, you can be very, very good at some things and less good at other things. And it's always, it's always interesting to see where your predictions do and don't fall short. Jess, we talked a lot about this during the mole. It comes up on the amazing race. Do you feel like you have the tough as nails edgic down? Ooh. No, I do not. Mm-hmm. Tough as nails edgic is the hardest edgic there is. Mm-hmm. I mean, apart from there was one season of tough as nails where we knew from the beginning who was going to win. Um, I think I called it in about the first 10 minutes of the first episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, did they throw a finale party? in their truck i don't know if they did we weren't invited to it Mm -hmm. but i think by and large the tough as nails edit is much harder to read simply because everybody is always in it and you don't Mm -hmm. have one person getting like the most airtime most of the time Mm -hmm. and again there's a notable exception there but i think I think I'm still working out what tough as nails edgic entails. Okay. But it's, it, and it's not always a, it's not always a definite sign if Phil's talking them up either. Like we could see, like we could see Jake go home next week. You know, he doesn't really go home. So he's still there being awesome and impressing Phil, but he's not going to win the whole thing. Let's uh, talk about somebody I think who had one of the quieter uh, first nights on Tough as Nails. Uh, here's uh, George. 
Yeah. So, uh, George, I agree. Definitely a little quieter. I think the thing to set up here, and Phil talked about it with me, is him and Sergio on the same team. Uh, that they both work in the same industry, which I think is one reason why Sergio picked him. We saw, obviously, like, you know, uh, Sergio was fine leaving George behind in the first team challenge, knowing he could get the job done. And it seems like we're going to get a little bit of like a mentor mentee thing happening with George. And I agree a little more purple, I would say uh, a little more denim. I don't know if that's the color or pattern <laughs> that we're using with Tough as Nails mm -hmm. edits. But to Jess's point, uh, sooner rather than later, I think we're going to find out a bit more about him. Okay. Uh, then after George, uh, we have uh, Laron. Uh, and Laron had an interesting uh, night one so far. Is it Laron or Laren? Laren. Laren. Okay. I, I think Rob tried to make him fancy. I think it tried oh. to make him fancy. Sorry. Sorry about that. It's hey, Look, it's day one for all of us, okay? Are, are you the teacher from Key and Peele? Hmm. Well, he's on Paramount Mountain and Phil is not. So. Hmm. I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Laren. Okay. Uh, of course, uh, Laren is somebody who uh, is going to be one of the members of uh, the Savage crew who's going to also uh, get, a, get a little hot. Yeah. Uh, though it's interesting, like Laren's definitely more quiet. I feel like he and Jake kind of got lumped together in that both of them were not happy with how the challenge went. But Laren, I think the entire storyline right, was nobody could hear him because they kept talking over him. Laren is the youngest cast member. He is 22 years old, but he is the second oldest of eight children, I believe is what. Uh, and I think his story was that his dad told him, like, you have to do two things in life. You have to learn how to drive stick and you have to get like a, a wage earning job. Is he going on the uh, amazing race? He might. Him and Jake might be uh, on for season 36. Where mm -hmm. do you think we find these people? Mm hmm. Yeah, they, they apply for Amazing Race and then it's like, well, but you work a blue collar job. Maybe you'd like to if all you want to do is hang out with Phil Kogan. We've got a job. For yes, you. we're still waiting for the first team to make the transition from uh, the tough as nails to the Amazing Race. Well, I'm intrigued. Was Is this the rare CBS reality show that Jesse Tannenbaum and company do not cast? Uh, I think as of right now, I'm not sure if he's involved with the challenge CBS, uh, but I think that of the big three, uh, you know, present company excluded um i i think that he is uh very much involved with all uh amazing race survivor and big brother yeah and right, he's tangentially involved with the challenge because there's kind of a pipeline there too mm -hmm. yes ah, yeah. and you know what they say when you work in the pipeline Joss. Yeah, that's right don't make any plans don't make any plans there's His too many shows. has a badge of honor for every show he's casting <laughs> uh yeah but that i mean that's the thing though is that like you could easily say hey derek and claire come on to the amazing race because i have a relationship with you maybe less so if it's like Phil having to be like, duck, duck, duck. Hey, I've got this great pair from my other show that you may want to try out. Here's Laren. He knows how to drive stick, which <laughs> makes him better than like 30% of Amazing Race contestants. <laughs> it's also, maybe it's a conflict of interest. They're like, Phil, you host the show. You don't get to pick who's on the show. Mm -hmm. Oh, and Jesse is a diesel technician. So we know he will not make the mistake that many contestants in Amazing Race 3 did. Oh, that's mm -hmm. right. He knows what he knows which fuel to put in what car. Okay. Um. He also has my, one of my favorite toughest nails tropes, which um, when they put them in their outfit, like you know they all have their they have their Savage Crew dirty hands outfits, and then they mm -hmm. have their regular like this is my job outfit. Their civvies. Their civvies. Yeah. And they frequently will, in their day to day jobs, they would wear an outfit that. 
has the logo of their company on it mm-hmm. and they do not let them put the logo of the company they work for because there's like licensing issues and whatnot. Sure. So they just replace the logo of the company with like a generic description of what they do. Mm-hmm. So Laren has a patch on his shirt that says diesel tech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he went there for school. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I, I kind DT. of, I kind of want to, I want us to have badges too. Like we should get a badge that just says podcaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there it is, Laurent. Uh, so are we getting a shirt in this style, Jess? I think we should. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm down for it. I'm down to have anything that implies that I'm mechanical in any way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good double for our bowling shirt when we uh, go out and do uh, well, team building. Well, then you have to swap out and you have to say bowling on it mm-hmm. instead of yeah. diesel tech. It, it, we'll put Velcro on it so you can just swap them out. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, then uh, after Laren, okay, uh, let's talk about Laura, who's here. Laura, the general contractor. Coach. Yeah, and she also has a great example of what we were just talking about because she has a t-shirt that says building services. Mm-hmm. I guess if you if you uh, happen to find someone in your front yard and you don't know what they're doing there and their job is on the front of their shirt, that definitely helps, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Less questions that need to be asked. So what are you doing here? Uh, uh, building services. Exactly. Read the shirt. Uh, this, so Laura is another story about changing careers. She previously was a D1 lacrosse coach. Mm-hmm. And she tells this story about going home to see her family one season and like saw her father was just like working his hands to the bone. And so she decided to join the family business in a manner of speaking to help him out, which is a cool thing. We actually see a couple people in this season work alongside their families. But Laura, you know, maybe a bit different than the people who have military experience, but maybe a bit in the same boat of like knowing how to lead a group. Uh, and we see that in that first team challenge, right? Where she uh, ends up, you know, leading them to victory in a manner mm-hmm. of speaking because she's able to keep the troops in line. Okay. Another person here, another standout uh, that he is the head of the uh, Dirty Hands. Uh, Here he is. Who can forget? Mr. Frost. It's it's one of my top five names in reality TV history. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll never forget Mr. Frost. It is his actual name. This is not a freight train, Mikey eyebrows, Mm -hmm. (laughs) self-proclaimed nickname situation. Yeah. As he talks about, his parents actually Knuckles. gave him the first, yeah, the first name, Mister. Yeah, they wanted him to have respect wherever he gets it. Well, yeah, and it's also it doubles as like if he's in trouble, it's like you get over here right now, Mister. You're in big trouble, Mister. You're in big exactly. trouble, Mister. Yeah. Could- but I just thought it was. It's gonna take so. I don't know. I'd say it's gonna take a little bit to get used to, but I kind of don't want to get used to it because I just love Phil's commentary of like. It's Beth in the lead, followed by Mister. Oh, uh, Mister's work. Like it seems like Phil forgot his name and was just trying to sort of talk his way through replacement text until he could figure out what it was. Hmm. Yeah. Um. And Mister Frost, uh, that he was uh fun to have around. It was a personality. Uh, had some questions about the team that he drafted. Uh, wondered if he drafted the Three Stooges. <laughs> It's a fair question mm-hmm. after what went down. Mm-hmm. They yeah. broke a window on the back of a pickup truck. I was yeah. waiting for them to get penalized for that. Yes. Yeah, so, well, let, let's let's talk that through uh, mm-hmm. in greater detail. Uh, but OK, welcome 
Mr. Frost uh, to uh, tough as nails. Part of Doesn't the great. I feel like he should be a talking snowman with that name. Yeah, he's like the snow miser. Yes, but you know what, Jess? You know, uh, and we were talking about this earlier, but these cast photos like are very deceptive because okay, here's Mr. Frost, and he's wearing Savage Crew beige, right? I mean, uh, that in some of these photos, people from Dirty Hands. They're wearing the wrong color. Throws me off. I feel like maybe they dressed for the team they wanted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they show up and it's like, hey, I'm already kitted out. You might as well draft me for your team. Oh, no, I'm going right. on the other then team. They run the, they, then they run the Toughest Nails Combine. I've like, got okay, a suede you know. jacket. I'm here. Put me on the Savage Crew. Put me in, coach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Laura's like, no, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, that's Mr. Frost. Uh, and then another big standout. Let's talk about Renee. A.K.A. Highlighter. Uh, she did not dress for either team. No, she just for her own one. team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even though uh, she's she wearing her amazing race outfit for uh, yes. when oh, yeah. she goes she on with her son, the pink, the pink team. team. Yeah. Yeah. One of one of her sons or her daughter, all of which she walks uh, works alongside. So Renee uh, recently broke out in her own business and is doing incredibly well. She said she met like her five year goal in five months. Phil said that she recently won an award. Of course, she is going to have a real rough moment uh, when she realizes that being a dry mason, not a wet mason, certainly does not help in this situation. But she is fun. I think she maybe is a bit of the tropier, like kooky older woman that we get on reality television. But I really enjoy her. We had her five hole task on Amazing Race last season. Yes. Yeah, so oh, when, when they had to put the bricks in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Pick up sticks or uh, lay bricks. Was that what it was? No, say six. I say think six. It was oh, yeah. Say, say six, six or, or lay bricks. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So there is uh, Renee. Uh, it reminds us. Yeah. Not a not a wet mason, uh, which was unfortunate because there was a lot of tasks involving uh, wet stone and wet cement. Okay. I don't think they call it a wet mason. I think they just call it a mason. No, they call it a moist mason. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, here is uh, Sergio, who uh, got a lot of screen time here in episode one. Uh, Sergio, he is slow and steady, but he wins the race and becomes uh, the first person to be able to draft his team and is going to be helming the Savage Crew legacy. Yeah, Sergio, I love Sergio. Uh, I think he's one of these classic examples, again, of like life experience. He is one of the older members of the cast. He spent a good amount of time as a foreman as well, so he knows his way around leadership. And yeah, it's one of these things where Tough as Nails really proves that age is just a number. And to start that challenge off with Sergio just being like, I'm in dead last with the sprint, but I know if I just keep going steady and keep my head in the game, I know I'll do well. And suffice it to say, everyone kind of falls by the wayside. And Sergio takes first here and he dominates throughout here. You mm -hmm. know, he uh, is a good leader for his team. He ends up uh, almost beating out Jake for the first individual challenge. Like this guy, I mean, we'll talk about, I guess, next week's preview. But up until then, this guy really does seem unstoppable in terms of his experience, skills and composure. Mm hmm. Yeah, um, Sergio off to a great start here uh, and he is, uh, you know, d doing it seems like he's uh, super capable. I think the question is going to be, uh, is he going to be able to get the Savage Cruise issues uh, resolved? Because there definitely is uh, some damage control that needs to be done after uh, the second task. 
and then, of course, uh, we mentioned her earlier. It's Sinithia. Unfortunately, uh, she becomes the first person out of the challenge. And uh, she is not sad, but she is out of the running for the Tough as Nails grand prize. I was stunned to hear her story. Because again, I did this like cast preview with Phil. He says, oh, Sinithia's here to say your past does not define your future. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I don't know exactly what she was up to. Mm -hmm. I did not know she served time in prison for bank fraud yeah. before finding her way into carpentry. And I I not I can't say I, I I love it, but like I am so invigorated by the story. I feel like it's a story we very rarely see on reality television. Uh, you know, again, going back to Jesse as someone who had a sort of in a different capacity going from juvenile hall to the role that he's in now. But I absolutely adored Tanithia's story and really found that interesting track of her, you know, almost screwing her life over and then coming back and saying, like, I need to find a good job to make my daughter and my life successful. And then finding her way into carpentry and being like, oh, oh, there's a way I can do this and do what I want to do without committing a crime. That's fantastic. On top of that, she is a personality. You mentioned that sad comment, Rob. I also like uh, when they were all introducing themselves and she mm -hmm. forgot to mention her job. She seems like a very fun sort of not meta personality, but again, feels very natural in sort of the the seams that we're showing from her so yeah i was hooked from her from the very beginning unfortunately she cannot build the hook fast enough and is eliminated but the good thing about tough as nails is that we'll get more from her in future episodes mm -hmm. yeah so um a definitely a memorable start uh for Sinithia here who ultimately uh can't uh beat out uh can't, can't win out in the ot uh, to uh, stay in the game, uh, but we'll see more from her as we go along, okay? And that is your cast of Tough as Nails Season 4. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's talk about some of the big moments uh, that we had here in uh, the first episode of uh, the first competition. We were out on Catalina Island. Um, Jess, what do you know about Catalina Island? Oh, what don't I know about Catalina Island, Rob? Oh, um, I know the Catalina wine mixer. Yeah, the Catalina, yeah, the effing Catalina wine mixer. Yeah, very, very highly coveted. I mean, Catalina Island was um, that was where Natalie Wood's yacht was docked. Mm -hmm. um, it's it was a for many years it was a celebrity hangout yes um especially like during the golden age of hollywood um there's a big herd of buffalo on catalina island mm -hmm. um the wrigley family 
um, yes, of yes. the gum empire uh, owned large chunks of that island. And I believe it's their buffalo herd that actually was instrumental in helping save the species. I, I don't know. I could go on about Catalina. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah, I, I did not realize, Rob, how much you were setting up Jess to reveal. Well, yeah, she, she, well Jess is like a font of knowledge, of course. Catalina um, Island is the most populated of the Channel Islands. Mm hmm. Um, which the rest of them, the National Park Service runs them. They're yep. one of the least visited national parks. Uh, <laughs> I could go on. Lots of I know shady more. places to stay. No, I actually visited Catalina Island uh, probably around like 2006. Uh, we took the ferry out from Long Beach and uh, definitely did some like touristy stuff. I had forgotten about the Wrigley family, uh, Jess, but I do recall from like one of my tours of Cat. There's no cars on Catalina Island or very few oh. cars on Catalina Island. Everybody gets around in uh, golf, golf carts uh, and some of the golf carts get like customized, like tricked out to look like real cars uh, to get around oh. Catalina Island. Should that have been a challenge? Should they have tr customized a, a car? golf cart? Yes. Only yes. if Amazing Race goes there. <laughs> right. Put it together like a Ducati. Um, but then also, yeah, now that you mention it, I do feel like that the Chicago Cubs used to like have their spring training there. Uh, oh. Also, uh, I I believe uh, that, that that could be a, you know, a fever dream. But I believe now that you mentioned it um, before they uh, moved uh, to uh, Arizona for uh, spring training. Yeah. Um also, I believe that if I, one of the reasons they had to camp there overnight is because if you miss the last ferry, you're stuck there mm -hmm. until the next morning. Yeah, it's it's not a quick ferry ride either. I feel like it's like a 30, 40 minute uh, ferry ride. On, uh, do you, back do you think they were expecting to camp out or were they like, oh, crap, we ran too long in the filming. They took they took too long to get that mooring replaced. I guess we're staying the night. Mm, I, it seemed like they were set up, uh, although I would have liked to have seen more about the camping going on. It was like a very survivor. Yeah, it was it was pretty no frills mm -hmm. and, yeah. and it would have been comparable to like that day one of Survivor, right? Where like you don't know each other. You're in this group together. Well, how much were you allowed to socialize with the other team that we saw the, like the little bit of the camping? Uh, we saw Savage Crew and Dirty Hands basically like each at their own barbecue. But we didn't see uh, too much of like a one world uh, type situation where people were talking very much to the other teams. I would imagine. I mean, we see a lot in Tough as Nails, though, like teams intermingling when they like get to know each other certainly when it comes to contestants going to other contestants and other teams and being like you're an inspiration to me so i would imagine they're parked next to each other but I, I think it's a little tv match to be like okay go to your separate corners and sort of have your team huddles and then you'll be able to talk a bit more about mm -hmm. each other yeah okay um the first task that we saw the individual task involved uh switching out the uh buoys on uh catalina island uh, how did we feel about this as uh, the first task of the season? It's a hot mess, but mm -hmm. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the best the best tasks are. Yeah. Was it easy to follow uh, exactly what needed to be done in the task? I mean, more or less, like they at least give you they give you some instructions. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're very thankful now that they got the budget after season one, right, to do like the little map that shows exactly mm -hmm. what you're doing. I think this was also where Phil's narration really helped. Phil does a great like, job with the narration. Yeah, yeah, especially in this case where he's like, OK, this person is losing for this particular reason. Because, again, when you have like 
people just kind of sitting there in the water when Allie's just tugging on her chain. We're like, is this a good thing or a bad thing? I don't have much experience with mooring, surprisingly, if you look at me. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I think it was nice to have Phil describe all the calamities that were <laughs> existing throughout this challenge from uh, everyone flooding their motor the people like Jake losing their chain uh, to Sinithia barely getting out into the water and Sergio going back to help her. So I think it was one of those fun, like first trial by fire things, right? Of I don't think they necessarily came in with big heads, but I think to prove to a lot of them, yeah, anything can go wrong on any given challenge in Tough as Nails. Yep. Jess, I saw that Phil was like riding some of the contestants uh, that were not hustling. Yeah, that I, I was like, who are you, Jeff Post? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. He's usually not. He's usually so encouraging. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I forget uh, which two contestants it was. I, I think it was Mister was talking with somebody, and uh, Phil was saying like, "Hey, get to it. No, no socializing. Let's go." You should be so out of breath you can't talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but there was a couple of moments where the players were, you know, helping uh, one another. Was it was it Jake that went out to go help Allie, who uh, was struggling at one point when he was well, when yeah, he was eliminated from the competition? Yeah, he couldn't do anything, so he's like, "Yeah, oh, I'll help this this person." Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, great examples of uh, the contestants being uh, very helpful to one another. Uh, where ultimately Sergio was going to win the first challenge uh we had our draft um you know I, I feel like that with with the draft like everybody is so uh seems so good like it, I, it's hard to like watch the draft like oh that was a bad pick yeah there are no bad picks mm -hmm. it's also tough because there were so many factors like i can understand why jake was picked last year because again while he did say oh i wasn't the one who flooded the motor what everyone saw of him was okay, this dude broke his propeller and then lost his chain at the bottom of the ocean. Do I want him on my team? Mm -hmm. uh, and so from other besides that, though, I do agree. I feel like everyone was fairly even in that like everyone was kind of making the same mistakes that it had to more so come down to looking at their occupation as well as in the case of Ali, perhaps the more emotional plea. Mm -hmm. Okay. We had our first team competition finally after our teams were put together. Uh, they had to make up a uh, building new uh, shady hangout on Catalina Island, Jess. Yeah. Um, shady hangout. Mm -hmm. I feel like, I feel like I watched that show on Bravo. Yeah. Right. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> that was the name of it, right? That was, that, uh, th was there a better name for what they were building? I mean, I, there wasn't anywhere to like sit. It just seemed like a, a canopy mm -hmm. almost that you just stand under for yeah. picnics. I suppose. No, you, you'd bring your own chairs. You could bring your own lawn chairs. You usually do when you camp. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it, basically, yeah, that's what you could do and sit there on and go to the beach on Catalina Island. And so the teams had to uh, go and then pick up. They basically they had to like demolish a structure and then um, go pick up all the wood. And then bring it back here and get it built in a very specific way. Uh, but really, uh, there was a lot of steps here in terms of how you wanted to load up your truck. And we saw the teams uh, struggling with this. In, in one very, actually a couple of ways. One was Forgotten Surprise, uh, the all thread, which sounds like a MacGuffin from a sci-fi film, uh, got left behind mm -hmm. from Savage Crew's perspective. Uh, that they they will end up winning, but it cost them a bit of time. But 
Yeah, the big to-do is uh, the window being broken on the truck. And I would imagine the glass was swept out from the backseat or they're just that intense that they're going to sit on broken glass if it means getting the job done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Jess, Savage Crew wins the challenge. They get the $12,000, but they also uh, are not getting the deposit back on the truck. Uh, do you think there <laughs> should have been a deduction from the twelve k? Yeah, I'm surprised Phil didn't like you take the stack of cash and like, well, this will cover the window and you guys can have the rest. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, is anybody here a, a glass expert? Yeah, for your overtime challenge, you will make one window for the back of the yeah, truck. You will replace a window <laughs> in the back of the truck. You'll fix everything your team broke in the team challenge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought that we've never seen anything like this before on Tough as Nails, unless I'm missing something where like some property has gotten destroyed. Yeah, we've usually seen like destruction of the people, not destruction of the props. Right? Like they've never like crashed the car before no. or anything like that. No, I mean, usually we leave the car crashing to the amazing race. Yeah, like I, I can't think of a time when something like got really destroyed. Um, and so, yeah, they kind of like, oh, like, uh, ain't no thing. No big deal. Yeah, and they usually like the stuff they do. It's not it's not it's not like amazing race where you're pretty sure they have to just destroy everything that they put together because you can't actually use it. Like, mm -hmm. we're going to throw out all those empanadas. We're going to knock down this archway. Oh, here, I think they probably are just going to keep those canopies the way they are. Mm -hmm. They're probably usable. Yeah. Um, it seemed like that it was a Lima who was the person who broke the mm -hmm. window, but uh, they don't give her too much flack for it. Uh, ultimately, we see that Dirty Hands uh, wins this challenge, and Mr. makes an odd request. Uh, no, he's, Sav Savage Crew wins. I'm sorry. Uh, so... Savage Savage Crew uh, is the winner. Uh, Mr. Feels Good. Uh, and uh, he wants to smell the money. I mean, I, I'm not sure what it would smell like at this point. I don't know what the smell of Catalina Island is. I'm assuming it's very beachy. that's what it smells like. Yeah. You get that salt air. You get mm -hmm. the glory pines. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I, I think, well, well, I guess new money probably has a very specific smell to it. Mm -hmm. I don't, I've not actually had very many large wads of cash in my lifetime, so mm -hmm. I'm unsure. Yeah. Okay. Um, why didn't Phil let Mr. Smell the money? Because um, it's not real money. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's prop money. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Mr. Smell's like, wait a minute. This is cardboard. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you're not gonna get to keep it anyway. We're gonna we're gonna add it to your tally and write you a check at the end. You don't. Get yeah, I think. No, I think you know what Phil says, Mister. Smell the money because that's the closest you're getting to it. It's all going into the fund to replace the window. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if it's quite gonna take twelve thousand dollars to repair the window, but you know, take something off the top. Okay. All right. Uh, at the second hour, we get the toughest nails intro. Just one of the best intros in the game. Am I right? Yeah. I. I I love I love the Toughest Nails theme song. I love the guy at the end. Toughest Nails. I mean, yeah. I, I would say maybe at this point, the only opening credits of the game, right? Survivor is Gone. no longer doing them. Big Brother's no longer doing them. Amazing Race maybe They give you one episode. Yeah. Big Brother didn't do them at all last no. time. Uh, Too so, expensive. Yeah, Toughest Nails might be the only ones left that are still doing these interesting. Well, are things. they going to do it the whole season, though? We don't I think know. so. Did they do like a the shortened version um at, during the season in, in past years? 
I don't know. That was like a year and a half ago. Who even mm-hmm. knows? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they might do it if they have a little bit extra to cram in, right? And they need those extra 20 seconds. So let's just do average of sales commercial. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, this next task, uh, so we're going to get to uh, the next day. uh, We get to this task. I thought this was the best task of the two hours. uh, And uh, let's bring in two guys who know about concrete. I'm like, am I supposed to know who they are? Uh, But here they come. No spec mix for Richard and Roman. Uh, But I love these guys. They were great. I like, honestly, if, if the, majority of the focus between seasons was like let's bring in the most badass experts for every task mission accomplished in my opinion i even like the guy from the first challenge the he's really fine big, i yeah. mean apparently every expert has to have a beard yeah, maybe is that what it is? That so far. jess if this was the amazing race would the final task be then match the beards to the tasks well we would think it was up mm-hmm. until the bitter end yeah but look if we can't put a tough as nails contestant team on the amazing race I mean, Richard and Roman, father and sons, uh, Masons. Well, where do you think they found these guys? Oh, they you definitely that- applied for the Amazing Race. And they're like, oh. well, we can't, we don't have a spot for you on this show, but. But you could be a day player on Tough as Nails. How mm-hmm. does that sound? Yeah. And they were. By the way, do you know how to drive a motorcycle? <laughs> just curious. <laughs> they were big personalities too as judges. Uh, just this was like almost like Amazing Race style judges here on Tough as yeah, Nails. Move over, pencils down, guy. Mm-hmm. They were great. Dobby's yeah. down. And they had their checklist and they're like checking stuff off. Yeah, it was great. Love these guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, but. I, but I, I like that they were sort of the arbiters of the fate and that they could be a little sassy, right? Like, Roman, just dirty hands. Are they getting it done? No, they are not, Phil. And so they were like the direct people to, to go to to actually be able to look things over and see how inept these people were at creating this grid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you think there's any similarities between uh, Richard's son, Roman, and uh, Logan Roy's uh, son, Roman? <laughs> He's just like... Uh, meekly sitting in the back checking his list making faces on his phone yeah (laughs) his other children are kendall and shiv that's what they had to make in the uh the forging right a shiv Mm -hmm. yeah okay so simple enough make two concrete slabs uh but this was uh not as easy as it looked jess no you have to measure from the inside Mm-hmm. And that's like that's like tough as nails 101, man. Measure from the inside. Yeah, uh, because uh, we're going to see our team captains here. Uh, Ellery, he wants redemption. And uh, we saw where uh, it was. I want to make sure I'm getting my all of our names. Highlighter. Uh, yes. Well, uh, not not highlighter. Of course, uh, she's but which Sergio is like, hey, this is my my job. I thought Sergio was a carpenter. No, he's, he's a foreman. A, he's a foreman. Mm-hmm. You can be a foreman at a lot of things. Yeah. And he happens to be a foreman at, at wet masonry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, uh, what are you doing, Ellery? Why are you stepping on my toes? This is my job. And Ellery wants it. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Renee says, okay, well, uh, I guess I guess I'll do it. Yeah, I mean, rocks is rocks. Mm-hmm. Well, not exactly, because wet, wet nope. rocks is different than dry rocks. And it, well, it wasn't even about the uh, the dampness of the rock it came down to measuring a sentence i never thought i'd say in my life the dampness of the rock uh, mm-hmm. but uh it came down to essentially delegation right and that was sort of the the big stink that jake and laren raised in the damn van which was this idea of 
feeling like they didn't know exactly what they were doing. Uh, and as a result, they were put on tasks that they were not well suited for. And perhaps those that were perhaps not best well suited for measuring, as an example, ended up being put on something that ended up having them be over an inch on their first measurement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I got to add, there was there was not enough damn van in these two episodes by yeah. a country mile. There was some great damn van coming up, but uh, not too much here uh, in the early know, going. I did think the Savage Crew damn band was pretty good. Like, yeah. That was like classic Savage Crew, right? Of just like talking over one another. Well, they're always a hot mess. For yeah. the most I part. mean, they should just call the team's hot mess and do it hands. Yeah. Um, and of course, like uh, one of the big lessons of Tough as Nails is always uh, measure twice, cut once. Uh, but that was not a lesson uh, that was uh, that was followed by the Savage Crew. I was really thinking that um, we're going to end up, somebody's going to make a motivational poster along the lines of everything I need to know I learned in kindergarten. It's mm-hmm. going to be everything I need to know I learned on Tough as Nails. Mm-hmm. And that's going to definitely be one of those things on there. Yeah. All right. CBS store come December 2023. Mm-hmm. It, it's happening. I love the little musical moment. It's no spec mix, but them playing Ode to Joy as the concrete comes in felt like so serious. It came around to being funny. Yeah. Well, I it was uh, that somebody said on the team, like uh, it was like a symphony. Uh, and then uh, that uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a very funny uh, editing moment. It's like blind date levels of editing, like, <laughs> you know, symphonic, you know, symphonic beat drop in five, four, three, two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was I think it was all to the fact that George was doing these like really smooth hand signals. I think someone compared it to conducting an orchestra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, so Tough as Nails merch, uh, not Murph, uh, available at the CBS shop. Nine items uh, here available. I'll give it to you real quick. Uh, at the Tough as Nails shop, you can get the uh, Let's Get to Work adult fleece hooded sweatshirt that is sold out. Uh, we got oh. Tough as Nails coffee mug, uh, coffee thermos, Let's Get to Work t-shirt available in uh, many colors. Uh, another water bottle, uh, another uh, T-shirt, tough as nails, and then uh, a hat. Let's get to work. But we have only one team covered here. It's mm-hmm. only dirty hands black. Where is that? That it's more navy, you know, yeah, musty yeah. orange yes. that we get from Savage Crew. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we don't we don't have it yet. So get get more merch into uh, the CBS shop. Dude, I would buy this hoodie right now. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. does it have to be sold out? Let's get to work. I don't yeah. want a pea-colored t-shirt. <laughs> I want a Savage Crew color t-shirt. Yeah. I mean, do people know uh, what you're like, uh, what, what show you're talking about when you wear the Let's Get to Work sweatshirt? Do I care? Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. what show I'm talking about. It's like, hey, don't stop bossing me around. It's a good conversation point. Like, have you ever heard of Tough as Nails? This is the slogan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I tell you the good news about Tough as Nails? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a Phil Hova's witness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I mean, we got to get the word out somehow. Yeah. Savage Crew makes like a whole mess of the rebar. Uh, I don't know how anybody thought this was good. It looked like it was just all thrown in there. What are they doing? Oh, I loved it. It was like, because at that point they were freaking out, right? Because then they had to, then one of their sides was short. So they had to put in these like little splitters at the edge just to make it right. So I think at that point they're just completely frazzled. And so they're just like, throw the rebar down anywhere, tie the dobies on, 
it doesn't matter at this point. We just need to get the job done. Mm-hmm. Playing the world's largest game of Kerplunk. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so Dirty Hands uh, got the win. Ellery feels vindicated. Uh, and so uh, Redemption. It's one to one. Tied up the score. Tied up the score. But Savage Crew is not happy. Um, we see that. Okay, Renee sort of says like, "Okay, it's my fault. I fell." In I mean, not sort of. She does say uh, like, "Hey, this is my fault." Uh, but there's like, "No, no, we all had access to the plans." But we get in the damn van. Jake is hot. Darren is hot. Mister is cold. Mister's cold. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's why they call him Mister Frost. Mister Frost. He's very frosty. But yeah. It was it was tense, and then you have the three women on the savagery just being like, "Oh God, come on, guys, we need to be doing this right now in the damn van." Because, yeah, I, I mean, listen, I can understand where Mister was coming from. Of like, if you had experience building retaining walls, which will come in handy for this individual challenge, like say something. It doesn't help when you try to disprove that you're not talking over someone by talking over someone at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't really see much of a resolution. Uh, we see sort of like everybody is like getting a little heated in this conversation, um, but everybody's going to go to work in the individual uh, competition. So we'll have to see if Savage Crew is able to uh, pick up the pieces and put it all together in this next episode. We'll see. I mean, they they usually do by the end of the season, mm-hmm. maybe not by the next episode. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I would imagine in the style of Ellery, we're going to get a bit of like a okay, Laren is going to step up here uh, or Jake of like, let me put my money where my mouth is and smell that mouth and uh, be able to to take home a win after I claim that there was not a lack of leadership last time. Mm-hmm. That's such a weird thing to picture, Mike. I mean, it's better than the dampness of the rock. That's for sure. Oh, boy. Okay. Dampness of the rock coming next fall from Ken Follett. <laughs> so uh we have our individual competition okay the punch cards are back everybody punches in phil has a great troll moment uh when he asks the contestants what's the what's the uh, the biggest wall in the world <laughs> to which they answer the great wall of china uh and phil says uh that that's what they're gonna do today <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> Over there on the hill, you see a horde of Mongolians. We must build the wall <laughs> before they show up here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How many takes do you think Phil did of that joke? Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I mean, get, get some good uh, the first time. Get a good like a bazinga moment. Phil warned me that this season there would be more dad jokes than ever. Yeah. Yeah. He, he did. He did the same warned thing. us as well. Yes. That mm-hmm. is very exciting. Uh, and yeah, I guess this is a form of Phil's upcoming prank show if we ever saw a version of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So um, we got the introduction of a new twist. The winner, the individual comp, will get a cash prize. Okay. Uh, and so uh, you're going to basically just uh, fill out the wall with the cinder blocks. Sounds easy enough. I feel like this is a repeat of what we saw in season one. Like there was a challenge very much like this. I'm pretty sure one of the first, cause they did in the first season, right? Instead of doing one big challenge to determine the team captains, they did two separate challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm pretty sure one of them was just lay a bunch of bricks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. 
I was telling my wife uh, this the other day uh, that we saw some cinder blocks. Uh, cinder blocks were a uh, hot commodity in uh, Cayuga Hall. Uh, College dorms. Yeah. Yep. You put your bed up on them. You put your, you put your bed on them. And it's like, uh, yeah, if somebody had cinder blocks, they could be selling them like hotcakes. Mm, butter those bricks. And then at the end of the semester, they'd just be like in the hallway. <laughs> what are you going to do with them? September, no. it's like, oh my God, where do I find cinder blocks? And then just like in May, they're just like, Every, you needed like the savage crew to come and clean up the dorm because there's like cinder blocks everywhere. No, you get an underclassman to buy them off of you for like 10 bucks a piece. Oh, yeah, that's fun. What are they going to do? Take the, like, go put them in their storage locker. Yeah. You, you know. put them in your storage locker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a tough deal to, to, to make in May. That's a, the, it's, it's a seller's market in uh, September for sure. Yeah. Okay. Or you just go down to the storage locker in September and steal them out of there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So really the toughest part of this, I think, was getting the cement recipe right, Jess, uh, that uh, sometimes uh, the rocks uh, didn't get moist enough. I mean, you, you this is where you really could have used the spec mix, guys. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. Because they know the recipe and it seemed like that only Sergio knew the recipe. Yeah, it's got to stick to your trowel when you hold it upside down. Mm-hmm, yeah. Everybody else was making uh, the uh, cement mix too wet. Yeah, it, it really you really do learn something every time you watch every time you watch Tough as Nails. Mm-hmm. Though I don't know. It seems like I don't know. I'm trying to figure out why Ellery and Sanithia lost. I guess with Ellery, right, it was that he didn't fill in his cracks. And so I had to go back and do that. Sanithia just seemed to be slow. Mm-hmm. I feel like we didn't really have a lot of experience with, oh, because of the consistency of your mixture, the bricks are sliding around all over the place. It just seemed more like a speed thing than anything. Yeah, well, which, you know, if you watched the show back in the day, it really was about being meticulous um, the last time they ran this challenge. Mm -hmm. So she might have been thinking, like, it makes more sense to do it right the first time and you can get up all up in your head about tasks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ultimately, uh, Jake uh, is going to uh, be the winner here of the first individual competition. Uh, wins 2K. He's going to fix up his truck. Uh, shades of Tarzan, Mike. Yeah, exactly. New brakes. I was going to say, I'm going to fix up my new truck. It got its back window broken in. Last <laughs> challenge. And- yes. Yeah, I let Alima borrow my truck and uh, use that 2K to, to get things back up and running. Okay. Uh, ultimately, uh, it comes down to uh, Sanithia and Ellery. Uh, Laren uh, just narrowly evades the OT. Uh, this is setting up Sanithia and Ellery heading into OT. Jess, this seemed like a repeat uh, matchup in uh, the OT. Uh, didn't we see basically like the uh, blacksmithing challenge in a previous season? We've seen, yeah, we saw something similar. It, you didn't have to make that exact thing. You didn't have to put you your could, helmet on a hook. No. You had to make horseshoes, I believe. Yeah, that's you had what to make it was. Five horseshoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. This was better because this was like practical. I wonder if they got to keep the hook afterward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just you got to get the the nail and then the hook uh, and then go ahead and hang up your helmet to be the I first mean, person not to be eliminated. I don't know. Even Phil talked about how impractical it was. Like, I don't know why the hook needs to be this big, <laughs> but sure, make it. Mike, you need a place to ha- hang up your helmet at the end of the day. I suppose so, but I don't want to make one that takes up an eighth of my house. <laughs> you don't well, want that helmet on the ground. The smaller the hook, the more finesse you need. 
Mm-hmm. Like you can't just blacksmith a tiny hook right out of the gate. Yeah. Okay. Um, this did not seem like it was too close of a matchup. Did not feel like that Sinithia was in this. I think the overall no. runner with Sinithia is that she seemed inexperienced. I think her being an apprentice, I think unfortunately worked against her. We saw that a couple of times in the team challenges. I would imagine that's why she lost the individual challenge is just because she probably does not have a lot of experience laying down cement blocks. And so she was a bit more cautious with it. Same thing here. I think it came down to what, like her not being able to handle the bar. She dropped it on the ground several times. And it seemed like Ellery just had, surprise, surprise, the fireman has a handle on heating things up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think he was a shoe in to win this one. Mm-hmm. Not a horseshoe. Uh, but yeah, so Ellery ends up being the person to get back into the competition. Uh, and that's our two-hour Tough as Nails premiere. I mean, it overall, flew by. it did. I thought it was a very fun kickoff to the season. I think it's always a good idea when they do uh, two hours on the first night. I, have they always done two episodes back-to-back? I feel like that they haven't. No, I don't think they have. Yeah. Um, because I think that like basically like the first two episodes, I think, need to be on the same night because otherwise then you don't have like the first elimination. Um, you know, you you basically the first episode is always like, OK, who are the captains drafting the teams and then like one challenge together. But it's great to have like that second challenge together and then also the first individual competition in OT as well. Yeah, actually, this was the first time since season one. There's been a two hour premiere. Mm-hmm. Old times only had the first episode. I totally agree. Shades of Survivor 42, right? Doing the mergatory episode as a two-part episode. You want to have that payoff of having someone eliminated at the end of each week. If anything, if you did like a 90-minute premiere episode where uh, if you didn't have two team competitions, one team competition, and then the individual competition, so you had it all in there. But I think that just, uh, I think CBS wants 10 hours of Tough as Nails. So uh, to have it be uh, an hour and a half premiere, I think probably just doesn't work. I think you need that extra time and Mm -hmm. they really don't, they don't waste any time. Mm -hmm. Like they definitely, they're always doing something. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're always doing something here. uh, Recapping all of these uh, reality TV shows. Anything else uh, to say about the toughest nails premiere before we start to wrap things up? I, I thought it was solid. I think it was a great reminder of what I really love about the show. I think the cast is really interesting across the board. I'm excited that due to the conceit of the show, We're going to get to know every single one of them more over the course of it. Definitely welcome back, I think, after being away for a year and change. Uh, Very excited to have Toughest Nails back and especially excited to be talking with the two of you about this for the next eight weeks or so. Okay, Uh, Jess, what's coming up for you these days? Um, Really, I I have I've decided to get rid of all of my other podcasting obligations in order to fully devote all of my time to Toughest Nails. Okay, all right. Well, that. I admire your craftsmanship, uh, your dedication to the trade. And so um, great to have you back here to talk about Tough as Nails. Uh, I know that Mike, unfortunately, will not be making that same sacrifice. Yeah, for the second time in 24 hours, I feel like a lazy POS by comparison, uh, considering Jess's dedication. No, as, as we talked about, there's a lot of new stuff that is going on. The big thing I would say is that uh, yesterday we just kicked off coverage on post-show recaps of The Last of Us, uh, the new post-apocalyptic zombie series based on the hit video game of the same name, coming to HBO 
January 15th. I'll be doing recap of that with Grace Leader. I got together with her and Taryn Armstrong to just loosely describe what the show's about, our expectations, etc. I'm intrigued since I'm talking to two people that have uh, previously covered yeah. zombie pop well, culture. I, yeah, that's why I wanted to ask Jess. I know that she has a proclivity for apocalyptic fiction. Are, is this a show that you're interested in, Jess? I mean, I'm interested in watching it. I don't want to. I, I want to watch it for entertainment while I'm folding laundry. Yeah. I don't want to have to d- dig deep. Looks gross. I feel like apocalyptic fiction. I think like the more dystopian real life gets, I feel like 2020 really inoculated me against apocalyptic fiction mm-hmm. for the why, most part. That's why you love tough as nails. That's why I love tough as nails. It mm-hmm, feels, yeah. it feels like we're out in the world. So, yeah. Doing society things. working. Yeah. 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 These the are the people that keep it running. This is utopian. Oh, okay. oh let's make a brand new start. <laughs> this is utopia. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Mike, what else is coming up? Yeah, so uh, outside of that, Josh Wiggler and I are engaging in a little bit of side project oh. on Down the Hatch as we're hopping to yet another nerdy pop culture pastiche of the 2000s. We're going to be covering the miniseries of Battlestar Galactica that aired right before the series started. We're piling it out, uh, much like the be- great pilot Starbuck herself to see, mm-hmm. like, is this another show that we want to cover? Uh, because Josh has seen all of it. I've only seen, like, seven episodes or so, and I don't remember a lot of it, so it'd be a very new experience, but we're going to be doing that for the next couple of weeks. Uh, and then other than that, you can check out my interview with Phil that we've uh, cited before over on Parade.com. Also uh, going to be uh, doing some interviews with characters from The Traders as well as host Alan Cumming. I know that the trailer just dropped today for that. That's coming out next week. And I'll be uh, getting together with Shannon Gus to do part one of our cast preview of the upcoming Australian Survivor Heroes versus Villains, which will close out January. Mm-hmm. So. Again, the, you know, the reality TV truck has been left idling. It's been humming uh, even since, you know, Survivor ended the circle. Going to be doing some interviews for that as well. So we're we're eating good. Yeah, a lot of interesting things on TV right now. Uh, Not the traditional fare. Of course, uh, we just talked about Tough as Nails. Another show uh, that aired uh, on Wednesday night happens to be a show that's on Fox called Special Forces, colon, the ultimate test. I have seen this show as well. Uh, I think it's interesting uh, as a pairing with Tough as Nails because I think that at the heart uh, that while you would think that, okay, both of these shows are about people doing very hard work. Uh, these shows are kind of uh, mirror images of one another on Tough as Nails. Uh, we celebrate uh, the unrecognized, hardworking people that keep America running. On the special forces, colon, the ultimate test, uh, we break down and destroy and haze uh, well-known celebrity figures uh, that you are that are very well known and celebrated and grind them down into a, a stump that is unrecognizable. <laughs> it feels like meeting in the middle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One show we build, we build up the unknown and the other show, like, uh, like we take the famous and we beat them down. Uh, so really, uh, two things going in opposite directions. Uh, special forces, colon, the ultimate test. Uh, Mike mentioned the circle. Oh, we got uh, another round table coming up week two of the circle. Uh, and then I too will be covering traders here on Rob has a podcast. We have a very fun way that we'll be covering the 10 episodes of traders, uh, starting on Thursday morning, Puya Zambakil, and I uh, will be binge podcasting the 10 episode drop of Traders uh, starting on Thursday morning. Every couple hours, uh, we will be 
watching and recapping, watching and recapping, a rinse and repeat of five episodes Thursday, five episodes Friday. So uh, it'd be a very fun way to cover a brand new show coming to Peacock. Thank you so much for joining us here for our Tough as Nails season preview. If you uh, are interested in more Tough as Nails coverage and you are uh, just checking us out for the first time, be sure to hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel or subscribe to our Tough as Nails uh, podcast feed uh, still available on Apple Podcasts. Uh, just hit that subscribe button. Go to robinsonwebsite.com slash subscribe. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply